0: And uh, welcome back to Black Band T-Shirt Podcast. Um, We're still on the White Stripes here. And um, something I forgot in my prelude yesterday. Obviously, uh, Alex, you weren't around for the last podcast. But uh, what a turnaround the White Stripes are from Björk, like one of the most (laughs) dense and intricate artists out there to one of the most organic. So, yeah. This is just such as something I've thought of. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I d- d- didn't I mention have before. More,
1: more polar. Uh, well,
0: indeed, it's like it's like going from like fucking Cannibal Corpse to Ellie Golding. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of sort of density of sound, but uh, anyway. So yes, we have got uh, two albums remaining. Um, so shall we just remind the uh, the folks out there how we rank things? Uh, first of all. Um, so for no- my number six, uh, I had get behind me Satan and I believe you guys both had dish Indeed. Yes. Yep. Um, I should actually thank, um, my, uh, my good friend Rob Barber, uh, who, uh, Chris and I met out in Amsterdam, mm. um, who, um, uh, corrected me on my pronunciation of, uh, style. So I'm able uh, to, there we go. Get yeah, pass it off. That is actually knowing. <laughs> um, cool. And so, in place number five, I had the style. And what did you guys have again?
2: Get uh, behind me, Satan. I get Behind me, Satan. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, direct swap for both. Yeah. Um, we've got. Uh, I've got icky, icky thump next. Uh, Chris, you had white blood cells. Did you? I did. Now. Yeah. Uh, We'll get into that. We'll probably get into that one next. But Chris, uh, sorry, Alex, what did you have? Number four. Uh, Number four for me was white stripes. Okay. Number three, I had the white stripes. Um, Yeah, Alex. Uh, Icky thump. Yeah. Snap. Yeah. Uh, Number two, I had white blood cells. You had elephant, Alex. I did have elephant. And Chrissy had the self-titled. Yeah. And number one, Chris and I both had elephant. And you, Alex, had white blood cells. Yes. So, but you don't mind. You don't. You mind us um, doing that next, do you? White
1: blood cells. I, absolutely. Go for it. I think we should, and I think Alex should justify this uh, left field decision. I, he's I not think, on his own. He's not on his own. I know that.
2: No, no. I, it's, it, it's purely down to just. As I was listening through them, this one just gave me the biggest enjoyment because it had the mm. most songs that i have fond memories of listening to
0: yeah that's fair i also think you chris should um, justify your renegade de- decision to put it all the way down and forth yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: di- i didn't i didn't man? yeah i didn't predict that at all um before i started listening mm. through to them all again um but i realized when we did, when i did listen to through to all of them i l- love and have the most kind of emotional and nostalgic attachment to the singles from white blood cells mm-hmm.
0: mm.
1: from any white stripe songs yeah um but it's the album where there is for me the most that i just don't particularly click with as an album so a lot of it i just n- never when i first listened to the album never particularly latched onto and still just hasn't particularly so i, I was working it out today actually there's Five, maybe six tracks that I'd say I absolutely love on White Bloods. Right. And, um, and then another three that I like, which mm. leaves the rest about five more that I wouldn't miss if they didn't exist, essentially.
0: Okay, fair enough. Do you want to go into some of your sort of worst parts of this record then?
1: Uh, no, I'll let Alex... I mean, oh no, you explained in your way. But... um. I think my biggest thing is the last three tracks. Again, the thing of it being too long, and the the last three tracks, I don't feel like any of them really add anything to the album.
0: Yeah, now Mary, I can learn a dis protector. Not not the strongest. I agree. Yeah.
2: And you see, for me, like I quite what you were saying about the uh, going all the way back to the self titled. Mm. Her album uh, Where you had the quieter songs That were sort of a nice breather Considering mm. you were following the, You know The madness that came before um, I think I, I find that Works better with The sort of the trio at the end of this It's okay. like a nice It's a nice clear shift for, okay. To wind down It's not just mm. one last song That's how I felt about it anyway Yeah
0: Yeah what about you, Alex? Did, did you have any particular sort of um, lowlights of this record before we go into sort of a bit more of a love in of this al- album?
2: Uh, yeah, the, the, the spelling of the word aluminium is <laughs> <laughs> <in it>. uh, <laughs> Um No, I, I, I was pretty fond of the whole damn thing. Yeah. I think I was just, just cruising on the high of the, the first half. Mm. Uh, and it didn't really dissipate. It, yeah, it didn't. It didn't, it didn't get top, un- enjoyable. Top
1: heavy for me.
0: That's fair. That's fair. Um, mm. Similarly to that, I haven't got um, the aluminium spelt the um, shitty American way, but uh, that um, <laughs> that it's not fleshed out as uh, fully as a song, and uh, making it a waste yeah. of a great riff.
1: And that intro, that intro is great. The vocal effect mm. and the guys, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This, um, I, I mean, I wonder if that's got to do with, so my favourite kind of trivia fact about this one is that we spoke last time about the um, spontaneity of the White Stripes just generally mm. as a thing, mm. but particularly in terms of their recording. Yeah. Um, and this is the biggest example of that, where uh, they rehearse. So t- uh, there is, it's the songs from it are songs, a collection of songs that Jack had been writing over the previous four years. So they'd recorded the two yeah. albums in that yeah. time and some of the songs on this album predate those two albums mm. um, but in terms of actually getting together as a band and going through them ready for the record they rehearsed it for a week and then went in and recorded it in four days
0: wow and as wow. much
1: as i think their spontaneity in that way is often a strength that means you get that live energy and you get that kind of and actually at this point i'll recommend extra listening to anyone krishnan guru murthy's uh, podcast that he does, there's a great episode with Jack White from 2019, I think, Um, and he goes into all all of that, um, and why he, that was a conscious decision for the White Stripes to do that, but I feel like maybe, maybe they took that too far for me with this one, where, like you say, there's a few songs where I felt like if they'd given it a bit more time, it might have become more than it is.
0: I suppose. I suppose um, when you've got when you're doing obviously it wasn't that the case with this at this point, but um, when you're doing six hours and eight years and you've got a, yeah. a work rate um, as uh, as hard as the White Stripes have, um, yeah, sometimes ideas might come out a bit half baked. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
2: hearing that story just makes me love it even more. To be
1: honest, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is some with, with the quality of some of the songs on there, like yeah, that is incredible to know yeah. that it, you know was done like that. Um, any particular worst
0: songs for you, folks? Uh, I've got um, I've gone with Little Room, snap, yeah.
2: Oh, you see, now I've I addressed this in my brain. I said, uh, I, well, I might have changed my mind, but I. Al- aluminum not only did it mm. remind me how Americans treat the word aluminium, but it is just a bit of a mess song compared to the rest. At least little right. room mm. is hilarious
1: <laughs> i like I like the kind of cynicism in the lyrics of little room like it's very much about their sudden rise to popularity yeah yeah, so like, um, what what do we do that whole, now yeah, the music <laughs> the whole thing of the music industry of you've got to grow and grow and grow kind of thing
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, yeah. Again, I, I think aluminium as well is another one that reminded me of Jack White's later solo output, like with that right. instrumental weird things that he occasionally throws out there. Uh, yeah. So okay, yeah, I quite uh, like aluminium. Other, That's one of my highlight ones.
2: The, the other one that um, oh, similar to Conquest, I like. I like the songs. It's just it just didn't stand out for me. But mm. um, uh, I think I smell a rat. I'm in two minds about oh okay my mm-hmm. yeah I me know, too but at the time of writing it I was like cool it is actually just really repetitive but then again I'm, I've still got it in my head now so
0: yeah is that yeah, a for, good thing <laughs> for, for, for my for my best part of the record I think I've got um Jack's vocals and guitar on I think I smell a rat. I just think it sounds case, great on that on that song. I think yeah. my
1: I think my enjoyment of it again comes from that Blackpool Lights DVD because that's mm. another one where the live performance of it is another level to the record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That DVD's got a lot to answer for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just have
2: one memory of it of Jack White being a sweaty mess, mm. just scrambling on his guitar, trying to just just get through the set. It felt like, but in a very enjoyable way.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, I think one of the reasons um, yeah, Little Room was maybe a bit more of a disappointment for, um, for me, is that it breaks up the momentum of that top five and looking at it here, geez Louise, <laughs> top five, Dead Leaves in the Dirty ground, Hotel Yorba, I'm finding it harder to be a gentleman, fell in love with a girl and expecting, and then you got Little Room in the way of going into the union forever. Just, yeah. Like, <laughs> You can't, you can't really call this album top heavy I'm Like it is But when, when you've got an opening what, what was it, six or seven That amazing It can't help but be top heavy How can you possibly Keep up that sort of form <laughs> For 16 tracks Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> Although um, I, I think Elephant Is actually their longest album
1: Mm. From what I remember. Oh right, okay. Less less, less tracks by, mm, by yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Two or three, but something something I need to mention about White Blood Cells that I, I haven't yet, and I feel like, especially with it being as low down on my list as it is, I kind of owe it this, which is to say that actually, as much as it's it's fourth on my list in terms of the one I genuinely now enjoy listening to the most, it's by far their most important. Um, like to me personally, anyway, and uh, yeah. I think to their career as well, really. But no, oh, absolutely. Uh, I think without that album or the songs on that album, especially, um, like for me, it did the same thing for me that it did for uh, kids and teenagers in the seventies that punk did, and the same mm. that rock and roll did in the fifties to kid Like it was the that it was those songs that made me confident enough to perform music because yeah, I kind yeah. of thought actually it's really simple and it's really easy and it sounds great. Um, and it was when I first started playing with Arkadi, our mutual friend. Um, mm. He was a massive White Stripes fan, and and yeah. I think it was him. That, I think it was him that introduced me to them actually. And we, mm. I remember being in the local church hall practicing, just him on guitar, mm. me and me on drums, doing Hotel Yorba. I fell in love with a girl, mm-hmm. um, and we then played them at house music. <laughs> so yep, beautiful. I remember um, that. But that was that was my introduction <laughs> to them, and I fell in love with those the simplicity of those songs. But it excited me because it was like, ah, oh, it's. You know, it's not especially at that time. You think 2000? The album came out 2001, was it? Uh, 2000. No, 2001.
0: 2001. 2001. 2001. Yeah. Sorry, yeah,
1: to, yeah. So 2001. So I think I would have come across it like 2002, maybe, maybe just before Relevant came out. And yeah, the stuff that I was listening to, especially, and the stuff that was around, especially guitar music at that point, well, you couldn't get further from the White Stripes to in terms of what was really popular. Like, <laughs> yeah coming off the back of kind of new metal and that side of things, it was all very yeah, yeah. produced, very polished, very dense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think, I think it was only doing this that made me realise actually how important, I think, as a band and, and those particular songs were. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is, is that kind of your best part of this record? or Have you, have you got anything else you want to highlight? Uh,
1: my, my highlight kind of thing is, um, I nearly picked it as my favourite song, but The Union Forever... Mm. Uh, I absolutely love the lyrics and I loved it even more when I found out that almost every line of lyrics is taken from the script of Citizen Kane Oh, amazing! <laughs> uh, so amazing. I particularly love there's the, there's the line in it what did I want to be everything you hate which I absolutely fucking mm. love uh, but yeah yeah. Every, yeah yeah, I found that out this week that uh, mm. it's, it's it's based on Citizen Kane essentially uh,
0: Union Forever is actually my silver medal song mm. uh, for this record I, I think it's brilliant um, Alex, any sort of highlight yeah, parts yeah. before we go into best songs?
2: Funnily enough, Ollie, uh, I put The Union Forever is pretty darn good. Layers like yeah. an onion. I loved it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, do, I think, um, yeah, I think what, what sells that tr- tr- um, track to me mostly is uh, Jack's Howard. Uh, Jack's howl of, it can be long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's probably fantastic. just losing
1: himself in it.
0: <laughs> for sure. Well, I mean... Uh, best song on white blood cells. This,
1: <clears throat> I mean, this is... I'm, quite... s- I'm still back and forth on this, to be honest with you.
0: This... Um, I mean, this was quite easy for me. Um, because my favourite song... Probably my favourite White Stripes song, um, yeah, I think I'll, um, I'll, I'll probably go with that uh, if I was making a top five, uh, this would probably go, come out on top, but uh, yeah, looking at the track listing, yeah, those opening two of Dead Leaves and the Dirty Ground and Hotel Yorba, it doesn't get much better than that really. Yeah. Absolutely yeah, yeah. fantastic, absolutely wonderful. Um, chaps, do you want to go in with your best songs?
1: It was sure. like yeah. three, seeing, as, seeing as it was your number yeah,
0: one album Yeah, yeah definitely but, Let's, let's so go
1: there it, It's my number one album
2: like I said mainly because I've got a lot of like Nostalgic attachment mm. To most of the songs yeah. on this Um, num- My number one is Hotel Yorba um, mm. And then again <laughs> Now <laughs> You're probably going to hate me But we're going to be friends Gosh um, mm. just, <laughs> just, just Yeah uh, Eat the food and then dead leaves in the dirty ground. <laughs> Eat the food, lovely. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then very closely followed by dead leaves in the dirty ground. Mm. Just
1: yeah. Oh, yeah! I can't Frackles. believe we haven't spoken about we're going to be friends. We haven't mentioned that song yet. I think that's yeah. the mm. that's the peak of Jack White's like nice <laughs> songwriting that I was talking about before. Right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lovely.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you didn't know what we were quoting there. Um, uh, it's the uh, first song played in Napoleon Dynamite cult, cult classic and, and and a uh, f- f- favorite of ours um, but uh Chris, was your fist pump to indicate that Hotel Yorber is also your yeah. favorite
1: yeah um i, I was I've been back and forth between that and fell in love with the girl mm. i think I think it is that nostalgic connection like I was saying they the t- like, they're the two I mentioned that, that Arcadi and I used to practice. Yeah. Um, so immediately both of those songs just take me right back in my head to a very unique kind of place and time and feeling sure. um, yeah, yeah. but I think Hotel Yorba for me is uh, its just joyful I can't help but feel great if that song's
2: yeah. on I've got a very vivid memory of um, you showing me how well you'd learnt it on guitar in your bedroom I really, I don't even that remember learning it on guitar <laughs> Yeah, you did, yeah, yeah You're trying to get me to sing along, and I I was—I couldn't really. I wasn't really. I remember we. I remember we practiced
1: (laughs) when you'd started learning drums. We practiced dead leaves in the dirty ground. I remember. Yeah. Thank you, Meg.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm quite glad new review two have gone with my shout um, because it means I get to talk about it a little bit more. Um, (laughs) I think that been in love with a girl is up there with teenage kicks. Ever yep. falling in love with someone you haven't fallen in love with. Um, New Rose, Butter Damned, as three-minute punk perfection.
1: Yeah, I won't argue with that. Yeah.
0: It's sheer adrenaline. Um, iconic video. Uh, the headbanging Lego from Michel Gondry. Yep. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> um, yeah it just gets me so fucking excited every time I, uh, I listen to it it makes me want to pogo around my bedroom like I'm 13
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: and, and, and I've still got enough puff in my lungs to be able to actually jump up and down for a sustained period of time <laughs>
1: would you say yeah. I like I, I have a feeling that like I, I might be completely wrong with it but would you say that that song had quite a massive impact on the musical landscape at that time like oh. with with the whole garage rock revival, indie and stuff. Like that song was the gateway, surely to without
0: to do a doubt, without a single doubt. Like, um, yeah. So we talked. We talked about uh, at the top of the podcast about um, the type of bands that um, the White Stripes came up uh, came up with. But so we, got, we had the Strokes, the Hives, the Vines, and also um, the Dandy Warhols as well. Mm. And oh, um, nice. you couldn't escape. You couldn't escape for Bohemian like you fell in love with a girl and last night around that period they were absolutely yeah. everywhere yeah. yeah for sure and um yeah so and three very different sounds you got yeah the the dandy warhol sort of um fay hipstery indie pop um you got um uh the stroke sounded like 70s new york and uh the white stripes like sounded like they could be plonked from anywhere in time almost like, mm. if if this if if this had come if white blood had to come out in the seventies, it would have sounded dated. It's, it's yeah, yeah, th-
1: deliberate. It's like deliberately so, isn't it? Yeah, it's
0: yeah. A bit, but 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 that also makes it timeless. Like they're one of those bands, like like Sabbath, where you think mm. I've heard this riff somewhere before, but it turns out you haven't, and yeah. that's why it's brilliant. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate to, like. I'm not bringing this back around, I'm trying not to bring this back around to like a, a negative, but more just something that's kind of occurred to me as why maybe I've got it fourth on my list. Cause I do mm. like, I do have a massive attachment to it. Um, it's maybe what I was saying before about how much of a guitar idol to me, Jack White is. Mm. This album was the one where he deliberately wanted to make the focus about the songwriting and the urgency And not Mm. about the kind of. There's basically, he said himself in an interview around the the release time that there's no, there's deliberately pretty much no blues guitar going on. I think there's Mm. like one or two songs that start to creep into blues territory. Yeah. Compared to how bluesy the first two albums are. Um,
0: Maybe that's why we all like uh, The Union Forever so much, because it's those bluesier influences creeping back in. Yeah. Anywho, right. um, I think we're done there if, if no one has anything else.
2: I think that's uh, everything. Not really. Just, uh, okay. I look forward to listening to it again and more often.
1: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Welcome okay. to our world since doing this podcast, I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it this did, is how did. people
2: get trapped in the past.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: so, um, and now finally, for our final level, we've got Chris and I's number one and Alex's number two, 2003's Elephant. <sighs> elephant. <laughs> what a fucking record again. Unbelievable records even to this day 17 years later. Just so fucking good Elephant and yeah. Like it's we have to talk about Seven Nation Army first. We just have to. Mm.
1: Yeah, um yeah. like it's, it's it, bigger it's than big, it's bigger than the band is, isn't
0: it? It's bigger, yeah. It's way bigger than the White Stripes. Like it's permeated all realms of culture. Like it's on the football terraces. Like your nan could probably fucking sing your Seven Nation Army, Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Jeremy fucking Corbyn, absolutely. <laughs> but um, like, do you do you guys still like Seven Nation Army? Because I. I don't think I could get sick of seven nation Oh no yeah, the, the, way, it, the will... way it builds
1: and that, that guitar solo when it comes in at the end and it like it, it's euphoric.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: well,
2: I mean, I've, <laughs> if if you wouldn't mind me just touching on a few other songs very lightly, I've, I've got of my, my spiraling madness about this album. If it weren't mm. for the nostalgia holding up white blood cells for me, this would definitely be number one.
0: Mm. Mm. But
2: um, I've I've jotted down. Seven Nation Army is still a thing that I forget I enjoy. Black Math is a great yeah. running song. In the cold, cold night has a strange charm to it. I like Little Acorns too, and Hypnotize, Ball and Biscuit. Fuck, that last track doesn't need to exist. That's, that was my notes. <laughs> That's your summary of the album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um,
0: yeah, um, I think you know that. Yeah you get those songs sometimes that are so overplayed and so over ubiquitous, you think you never need to hear them again. Like, I could probably do without ever hearing Sweet Child of Mine or Smiles Like Teen Spirit or especially with the kind of rock clubs I used to go to, like The Middle or Sweetness by Jimmy World, I could definitely do with never hearing them again. But, (laughs) I like, they... I don't know. Maybe with Sweet Child of Mine and, and First at Teen Spirit, you do occasionally remember. Oh yeah, they're really good. But Seven Nation Army, every time, I think I could listen to the, it happily listening to it. This like every couple of days and still, still like it. Um, and the best, the best song, where, where the riff is the chorus. This side of '96, uh, Quite Bitter Beings by CKY. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's quite a take. Um, uh, yeah I, th- what, I think it's a bold thing as well To come out of the simplicity The deliberate simplicity of white blood cells mm. To then come in with Elephant And open the album with their first bass line mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. yeah. yeah It's ballsy It's but ballsy you know indeed
2: the, yeah. I think the beauty of Seven Nation Army Is the simplicity of mm. the riff
0: Mm-hmm
1: yeah
2: it just gives that solo so much more impact because you just sort of think oh this is starting to get a bit bit boring now oh wait that's what it can turn into hello
1: yeah i think it's worth mentioning at this point as well like the the importance of the imagery of the white stripes mm. because
2: yes yeah. we,
1: you mentioned the fell in love with the girl video as well but i remember the seven nation army video because it yeah, had yeah, the yeah. major label backing for the first time and it mm-hmm. was this massive song it was suddenly the video was everywhere on tv yeah. yeah and i do remember the first time i saw it just thinking like cuz it matched like the simplicity of the video matched the song yeah um i just i just remember being absolutely blown away by it uh i think you've got a few like you've got that one you've got then i think was that followed by hardest button to button or was it um
0: no, I, I just believe don't know what to do with the, myself next. Yeah, that w- was the second single, yes. So
1: then both of them you've got I just don't know what to do with myself, the video that just consists of Kate Moss pole dancing. hmm And then you've got <laughs> Hardest Button to Button, which is another really cool video with the like multiplying instruments yep, and things.
0: Yeah, that, uh, yeah, I've got I've I've got that as um as a bronze medal for my best part of this record. Uh, another Michel Gondry highlight. Yeah. Love that man. <laughs>
1: uh yeah, that's it. Uh, I'll do my quick... I'll get my nerdy thing out of the way with the uh, trivia of the recording of this one as well, because I think... OK, go for it. I think this is one that uh, almost fueled this kind of whole myth about Jack White and the White Stripes generally. So this mm. was the one that they recorded. So they recorded this one in two weeks in London. Yeah. Um, but this was the one where they deliberately didn't use any computers for anything... Yeah. So it was completely, like, recorded, cut, edited, produced, mastered, everything without the use of any computers. Mm. Which I think, considering it was released in 2003, computer production, really, computer-led production, had only been around for a few years in, in kind of mass usage, really. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but then this is the one that, where they didn't use, and I don't know how deliberate it was, but they didn't use any equipment that was made after 1963. -hmm. Um, And that formed such a a like massive kind of myth around the White Stripes of that being kind of what they're all about at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Whereas actually, it was kind of it was just this album that that was the case. But such a kind of significant thing at that time. Again, I think that it it caught on. It was a good selling point.
0: Well, it's just funny to call rock stars boomers. (laughs) <laughs> like I mean, like what, what,
1: co- I, what i do what i do love about the fact that that's how it was all recorded though is just the fact that it sounds great mm. Mm. The, the production on it and, and and it's yeah it just it sounds so full and amazing i know a lot of that is because mm. they layered stuff for the first time but
0: yeah for sure for sure um
1: i mean yeah th- i think
0: i think this is another one like we were saying about um Homogenic in the Björk episode, mm. we could do a podcast on it in itself yeah. Yeah. on Elephant. Just every track, there's something to talk about. Um, you know, like, and just looking through the track, track listing, there's rarely anything below sort of a seven out of ten. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think, yeah, like, I was, when I was, this is the one, when I was trying to, when I was listening through and thinking about my kind of best song, worst song, highlight. Uh, I think I had like a contender for highlight moment of the album in almost every song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you've got bits of every song that are just amazing. Like the 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 intro to "There's No Home for You" here.
0: Oh yeah,
1: where it just comes in with that like, ah, (laughs) 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 Uh, yeah, that's great. (laughs) And then you've got in that same song you've got the like uh, sustained kind of feedback guitar note going for ages. Yeah, but but again
0: yeah go, go away. yeah <laughs> um hey, uh, alex what have you got for your uh sort of best parts of this record
2: um th- uh, just that last chorus of i just don't know what to do with myself i, I just yep. love it yeah
0: sorry. yeah it's wonderful when, when that guitar yeah. lick comes in it's credit, just, to, yeah. uh, credit yeah. to
1: meg white there that was
0: her idea that one right that, nice uh, really <laughs> nice. nice yeah um, that's actually my, uh, my, si- my silver medal song, uh, just so I know what to do with myself. Mm. Yeah. Um, obviously, reimagined uh, Burt Bacharach's song, um, yeah. most famous by uh, Dusty Springfield. And obviously, Burt Bacharach's known for sort of very big cinematic uh, mm. production style and, and style of songwriting, and sort of pared down to these basic elements of just guitar, drums, and voice um yeah just a wonderful wonderful reimagining and up there with one of the greatest covers ever for me
1: yeah
0: yeah um yes my my, um so best parts for me um like i say my silver medal was the video for hardest button to button and um i also love the uh so the intro to little acorns it's read by yeah. a local Detroit newsreader yeah. called, and this might be the most White Stripes name in the history <laughs> of White Stripes, his name is Mort Grimm, which is utterly <laughs> wonderful.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I got into a bit of a wormhole with that song, because I was looking up, I was thinking, like, is, that, is that an extract from something that Jack chose? Mm. Did he write it? Blah, blah, blah. I went into all of it, so he did write it anyway, but there's quite a, a few forums and things discussing that song. And the, basic, the debate mm. seems to be, is it kind of genuine or is it cynical and sarcastic? Mm. So obviously the whole message of that kind of parable at the beginning and then the song itself being, you know, yeah. look after the little things and you'll be happy kind of thing. Mm. Uh, take your problems a bit at a time and it will be manageable. And there's this argument that's the, the song and the way Jack delivers the lyrics and things later on in the... In the song, are basically kind of saying what a load of bullshit that is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I could I could kind of see either way, really.
0: Yeah, and perhaps most importantly of all, it's very amusing when Jack's rab- rabbiting on about be like the squirrel, be like the squirrel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in amongst maybe but the heaviest it's... riff in the album, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> um, but yes, my um, gold medal for best part for this record. I've put opening two here, but that's. That's madness, that's an opening four. Like, they're all incredible. Seven yeah. Nation Army, Black Mouth, there's no home for you here. Um, uh, I just don't know what to do with myself. All absolutely 10 out of 10 bangers. Mm. So fucking good. Um, Chris, have you got any more for sort of best individual parts of this record or particular I mean, highlights? I suppose, I
1: suppose, strictly speaking, it'd be the same thing because I couldn't decide between either Seven Nation Army solo. mm. Uh, the, the bit where it goes half tempo in the middle of Black Math. Yep. Um, yeah. And the bit I was already talking about in the middle of There's No Room For You Here, the feedbacky guitar sustained bit. All, the, all mm. those three bits are all, I think... Uh, there's, there's, more, there's, there's more later on in the album as well. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> they were yeah, the ones yeah. I had to whittle it down to.
0: Yeah, like, um, we barely touched on uh, latter highlights of this record, but um, Hypnotise is brilliant. Girl You Have No Favourite Medicine is wonderful but <laughs> like but uh, leading into my worst uh, my worst song on this record uh, as you alluded to earlier Jack, um, Alex Well It's True That We Love One Another is
1: what a bollocks what a bollocks way to end to such
0: f- a brilliant album
1: yeah. and it was re- weirdly it was recorded a year before the rest of the album it was obviously just this extra little outtakey hang on that they yeah. had and like, should have just could, been like a hidden track, I guess, shouldn't it? I really? could,
0: I could understand if like Gerlite, uh if Jack White was going out with Holly Lightly at the time, mm, and yeah, it was like no. a, a
1: little, a little fun thing for him to do. But no, just a random appearance. Yeah, there's not even an interesting story behind it. That's it. No. Like, <laughs> the, the other note I made about it was like it almost feels a bit like an in joke that you're not part of.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, yeah, uh, yeah. I, uh, that's that's the other thing I was going to say that I didn't. I only found out this week about Elephant as well. Um, they actually, it was on a shelf for a year. Okay. So they actually recorded it just a year after White Blood Cells, mm-hmm. which makes it even more what? incredible. <laughs> I know. And they, and, but they didn't want to put it out that quickly, so it was on a shelf for a year and then they put it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and also, I seem to remember. Um, Jack kind of fucked his throat um, while touring White Blood Cells. Um, I mean, from that were, DVD
1: performance, there it is again. I'm not surprised. <laughs> they, they, yeah. they,
0: they, were, they they I think they were due to headline Reading 2003. Um, but, uh, no, sorry, my bad. They were meant to headline Reading 2004, which is the first year I went, but ended up having to do i 5 instead because, um, um. Um, yeah, J- Jack had to pull out a few days before. But, um Anyway, um, what have we got for worst part before we go into best song?
1: Alex, got anything you haven't added?
2: Worst, uh, yeah. Well, my worst part, literally at the end of my list, was that last track doesn't needn't exist. Yeah. That's, that's
0: that's. Yeah,
2: It's yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. a nice, fun little song, but like I said, or like I said earlier, it, it sort of. It feels like it should just be a hidden track after ten minutes of silence. Yeah, mine's
1: kind of related mm. to that in that I I like Col- in the cold cold night. I didn't used to like it. Mm. I think it's a mm. maturity thing. As I got older, I appreciate those kind of songs a bit yeah. more. But um, but I I felt like that would have been a better closer mm. than mm. than the one that does close it. I feel um. like where it is in the album, it can kind of go missing a little bit, and, and it's easy to just skip it. Whereas if it was the closer, it might have got more attention initially.
0: So, um, yeah, I think In the Cold Cold Night it has its charm Like Meg's not an amazing, amazingly talented vocalist But I've got it down as my worst part Because it breaks up that amazing first four I think if you need a let-off moment I want to be to, the boy to warm to your mother's heart as a perfectly good yeah. cool-down moment um, And a, a far better one, in my opinion Yeah,
1: that is It's, it's similar to things we've said about some of the other, their other albums It's that weird thing where they've put
0: They've three, in the cold, three. cold
1: night. Want to be the woodsman on and you've got them in a pocket all together. They've, they seem to do that a lot, and I, I, I can only imagine it must be a deliberate thing to do with what you said, Alex, of it being like a deliberate elongated kind of dip and rest. Mm. Yeah, mm. and Just it does work, and high and a low. It does work when it then comes back in with ball and biscuit. But you're in danger of losing people if you go on for that long. I think.
2: Mm. Yeah, but I think it's also it's in danger of completely throwing you off. Of like the flow of the album If you have mm. The first three Then just one st- Yeah And then straight down, back in Then back into Yeah Yeah, yeah well I like a, a high And then a low And then like a, a medium With Ball and Biscuit A flow but,
1: Rather than a, an up and down yeah, yeah Exactly So
0: Best songs Or song Or <laughs> Yeah I mean I'm sure He'll so- shout out several here Um On, on Elephant Um uh, yeah. Anyone in particular want to start us off? Shall I start us off?
1: Yeah. Go on. You haven't.
0: You don't usually start.
1: Do okay. Host. Let hosts go first for
0: once. Oh, thanks. I mean, yeah. Be, best best song on this record uh, for me is Ball and Biscuit.
1: Correct, sir.
0: <laughs> it's absolutely fantastic. Um, we said earlier about how they got better later on on at long songs, and uh, this is exactly what I was alluding to. Um made made iconic by the opening scene of uh, the social network.
1: Of course.
0: Um, where Jesse Eisenberg is falling out with Rooney Mara, um and uh, inventing Facebook. While 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 being incredibly misogynist. Um <laughs> as uh, Ball and Biscuit is playing in the background. Um yeah, just Seven and a half minutes and not a moment of that is spent bored. I I put
1: put in my notes, it's really long, good, keep going. (laughs) Yeah.
2: So I I feel like Ball and Biscuit is, it it feels a little bit like they're making up for the lack of blues guitar in the last album. That's what I said, it's the the pinnacle of
1: his blues worship. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to go further and say I'd, I'd go as far as to say it's almost got the uh, kind of Hendrix quality to it in his guitar solos. Yeah, combos, yeah. In that, like, I can sing along to every guitar solo in that song. Mm. I find myself mm. being able to, if I've got it on in the kitchen or something, I'm singing along like it's lyrics. Um, yeah, it's used as a voice, isn't it? Yeah. And the way that each... <laughs> The way that each solo like builds on the last kind of thing It takes the motive <laughs> yeah, The last yeah, yeah, one yeah. ended on and then takes it further Like, ah, oh, yes And live, <laughs> it's different, live every time This is mm-hmm. the main song that means I am gutted I haven't seen them live Because uh, I think that would be Otherworldly <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. it was uh,
0: So Chris, you said um, Your, your favourite was Ball of Biscuit what, what is sort of your
1: silver and bronze I mean, I mean, a uh, little acorns actually mm. might take one of those. Right. I think. Yeah. Now. There's that the, the the sort of latter third of the album. I think I've got more into as I've got older. The air on my fingers as well. I used to pretty much just ignore and actually love that song now. Mm. I think it's a, a nice bit of variety. It's a bit different from the rest of the album. Mm. Um. I mean, you can't ignore how great Seven Nation Army is, can you? No. But, no you can't you can't just pretend it's not there like it's it's <laughs> it's in the running yeah um what about mm. you alex
2: oh i' I'll, the I'll odd one out so okay i I think you're right, I think Ball and biscuit is the best song mm. on the album, mm. but my favorites <sighs> like the, the gist of my notes that I ran through at the beginning they're mm. all fucking lovely um. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know what to do with myself and Girl You Have No yeah. Faith in Medicine uh, I mm, absolutely yeah. Nice, love those songs and uh, I, in my choices. fingers and in my fingers I get a really you, you can hear the raconteurs
0: coming in yes yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean the, the, the this album has so many fantastic songs I'm almost sad that none of us have picked Black Math when that's amazing yeah yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And, a quite a, again, quite a callback to the first album, really, mm. I think, in its simplicity and its energy. I, I love that lead into to the riff, that... Ah, 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 ow!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah!
1: <laughs> I feel like we should mention
2: as well that this, this album was released the same year as uh, Jack White's film debut in Cold Mountain. Oh (laughs) right! It's uh, a film, a film that was on TV randomly around my parents one evening, and the only thing I remember about watching it was at one point I went, "Oh, that's Jack White there."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Talk about it. That's. I mean, that's. Do Do you think this album could, like. White Blood Cells is a great album. I will like as much as for me. It's it doesn't do as much for me as some of the other White Stripes albums. Like I feel like Elephant is iconic,
0: mm.
1: especially it's reaching the point where it's nearly twenty years old. In two yep. years' time, it will be twenty years old. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of long enough to look back and kind of say, has it stood the test of time? Is it one of those albums you'd hold up as like a classic album of that era? And I think for, like I for think per- so personally. I think it's up there. Oh yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I think it was,
2: it was. pretty much their peak as well, wasn't it? It's. it's if you yeah. If you were like, going to suggest. If you go.
1: If you were going to recommend someone a White Stripes album that would never listened to the White Stripes. It's, it's I mean, it's going to be that, isn't it?
0: They'll like. They'll know who it is from the first three bass notes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that band. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's the Jeremy Corbyn band. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, cool Um, I think we're done there chaps Uh, That was a lot of fun Um, Thank you very much for for Your White Stripes rankings And a cracking chat Now on to um, Something completely different (laughs) Now now for something completely different Bigfoot comes down (laughs) Um, (laughs) Right so this is our segment the niche the better uh where we um do a top five vaguely linked to the uh, uh the acting question on the week th- on the on the um, on the latest edition of the podcast so yes as we mentioned at the top of the show we're doing um our top five bond themes uh, because of course Jack White did uh, the theme for the um uh, 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 the quantum of solace alongside Alicia Keys and um yeah this was a lot of fun going back into um into the past <laughs> of uh of Bond yeah.
1: themes um a mixed bag to say the <laughs> least i was going to say weirdly difficult uh this one because there's a lot of shit Oh yeah, there's <laughs> a fair few oh, steamers. My god
0: yes, isn't there some shit yes yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> including, well, I mean, not part of the shit section, but, um, didn't realise Louis Armstrong's We Have mm. All The Time In The World yeah, was I a Yeah, until looking at this. Yeah, I hadn't
1: realised
0: uh, Some, um, some things, uh, some other things I didn't mention that I'll go into, but, uh, yeah, yes, this will be a lot of fun. Um, especially our partridge impersonations, um, <laughs> And um, you'll, you'll see a definite theme in my top five, which I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to you you guys accidentally discovering. Um, Alex, I don't know if, um, if you've listened to us before, you might already know that uh, before we go through uh, the actual top five, we go into some honourable mentions and some general chat. Yeah. Uh, have sure. you got some honourable mentions? Excellent. Oh, good. Um... I'm... I'm I yeah. I mean I'm sure we've we we've all got very similar things for these because there's not a lot of really good stuff to choose from as we just covered.
2: <laughs> I I actually had a lot of fun going through all these. Mm. Um, my main mm. method of doing this was just whacking on the James Bond themes playlist. Yep. Uh that some poor bastard had compiled um whilst I was working from home. Uh, mm. and if it stuck out and grabbed my attention, I listened to it again. <laughs> Basically, mm. <laughs> but um, no, I did give most of them a good listen. But I do want to mention Tomorrow Never Dies. I I remember watching that film fairly young, mm. and I never really listened to the theme song. I'd say I say the knew same. The Cheryl Crowe. Never particularly aware of it at the time. Yeah, but actually, for a Bond song, I quite like it as a song. It's it's quite interesting. Well, mm. more so than I was expecting, at least. Uh, it just breaks can, the can I, trend. Can I
1: jump in sure. with, a, a, with a with a bit of chat about that? Yeah, I'm go sure. On. I'm sure Ollie probably knows this as well. But uh, so again, any, anyone who's listened with the top five sections before knows I like to use it as an excuse to waffle on about lists of songs. <laughs> uh, Do it. And the advantage of Bond themes is that there's a limited supply, so <laughs> you, you know you're safe, or are you? Uh, because. <laughs> I had a nice bit of fun going into rejected Bond themes here.
0: Yep. Ooh. Did you do the
1: same? So I did. did. you? I hadn't realised previously. So Tomorrow Never Dies, they basically opened up applications for that one to quite a few artists. Yep. And the one that I hadn't never had realised before and that is out there that you can find and listen to. Go on, Ollie, do you know what I'm going to say? Can, can, can I guess? Is it the pulp, the pulp Bond theme that never was? Yeah, the fucking awful Pulp Bond theme <laughs> that never was. Thank goodness, <laughs> so bad. Um, and yeah, yeah. But that, who they had? They, uh, they also got um, songs from the Cardigans, Mark Almond from Soft Cell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Senetians Saint-Etienne. out there that yeah. you can hear Space. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, So I mean, it, Cheryl Crow, an odd choice for a Bond theme, but probably yeah. no odder than the rest of those.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah But uh, Yeah, like I was saying It, it just stuck out for me as Quite nice
0: mm-hmm. Yeah <laughs> um, Talking of Bond themes That never were um, mm-hmm. The top of my honorable mentions Is Radiohead Spectre Yeah I mean I like some, I Have you not heard this? Alex? Oh, no, wow This is exciting <laughs>
1: no, I've not, I've not, I've not <laughs> right, heard it so, I assume only okay. knows The full story here Because it's a Yes, bracket. I do
0: Yes, I do So um, on um, OK Not OK, um, their 10th um, anniversary edition, no, 20th, sorry, anniversary edition of OK Computer, um, they released um, a song on the B-Sides uh, album called Man of War, uh, which was um, also um, written for, I think it was uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Uh, I
1: didn't
0: realise that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense because that was 97 as so I mm-hmm. was OK Computer um but yes um so they tried it then uh didn't quite work out for them uh they didn't submit it in the end they wanted to keep it but never actually used it for anything until um okay not okay but um so they tried again they were contacted to try again for spectre and um in the end um the producers went with sam smith's the Writing the writings on the wall and um in shock of all shockers, Brady song was uh, rejected for being too melancholic. Who knew? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, but, see, um, my, my thought with that is, but then they went with Sam Smith writing on the wall, which isn't exactly a party banger, is it? No. <laughs> like, Yeah. See, mm-hmm. what, I, what, I, what I found out as well was that they originally did submit Man of War for Spectre. Uh ah, right, um, okay. But but the producers said no because because it wasn't specifically written for the film, it wouldn't it could, have been eligible for an Oscar.
0: Best original, yeah, best original So, so that's why that words. one got
1: rejected. And then they went yeah. and wrote Spectre instead. And then the producers went, nah, that's too radio heady Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm, I'm, I've got a few few more um, honourable mentions. Um. You only left twice because I forgot that it's the sample for Robbie Williams's Millennium. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Mm. Do, 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 do. What's that yeah. beeping?
2: Oh, that's the baby. Mo- oh, I'm so sorry.
0: Yes, your child should not interrupt our podcast. Thank you very much.
1: <laughs> um... Um, did you so, Ollie, Did you find some of the other uh, rejected ones that I found that I thought were phenomenal? Just the fact that mm. these people had written Bond themes that were okay, used. and Perfect. I mean, I've got to say, all of them correctly not used, <laughs> um, but bar, bar one maybe. But uh, so, the most astonishing to me, uh, maybe joint uh, Johnny Cash did Thunderball. Wow. Um, okay. It sounds like a Johnny Cash song. So <laughs> basically, it comes down to James Bond's not set in the Wild West. Sorry, Johnny. Um, <laughs> Apparently, it's set in Wales. Yeah. Yes. Thunderball. <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, what? The What's other that? one, I watched Tom Johns. <laughs> of
0: course, of course. Oh, and. Uh, uh, you said you said so, you, so, you sound like um, Rob Brydon and Steve Coogan on the trip doing Anthony Hopkins.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, no, uh, the other one, Alice Cooper did "Man with the Golden Gun." Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, it's it's really awful.
0: <laughs> uh, um, so
1: the one that like is better than the one that they did choose, but the one that mm. they did choose is right at the bottom of my list for worst ever Bond theme, right. uh, was For Your Eyes Only. Mm. Um, uh, oh, Blondie. Yeah. Blondie had a go at that. Who did that end up being? Was that the Matt one, Monroe one? Sh- no, Sheena, Sheena Easton. Easton.
0: Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just boring and yeah. naff. Yeah. Um, Debbie yeah. Harry would have done a better job, yeah. Right. yeah. I haven't heard it, but I, I just know that intrinsically. Um,
1: and I also hadn't realised that... Uh, so, Ollie, you'll know this song, I'm sure. Um, so, the song Pet Sounds, on the album Pet Sounds, the instrumental, mm. Brian Wilson originally wrote that as a song called Run, James, Run, as, as a potential Bond theme. Oh, wow. Oh, Which awesome. was quite cool. OK, that's and cool. And then the last one, obviously, is you've got Muse supremacy in uh, the least shocking event of Muse history, writing a Bond theme. Um, yeah. Yeah, which was meant to be for Skyfall. Thank goodness it
0: wasn't. <laughs> um, so some other honourable mentions I had. Um, nobody does it better for Glang, Glang, a lang, a lang, a lang, a lang, a Yes. Oh, bit of a Um If no one, if no
2: one has seen the uh, the matchup that is on YouTube, yes, of Alan Partridge recreating that <laughs> to the original video, it is. It is perfect
1: <laughs> it, make, it makes the scene even Even better when you realise how accurate It is
0: yeah. <laughs> when, yeah. when, when, when he's almost doing the commentary over the top yes. <laughs> Makes me feel sad For the rest um, The the actual Theme itself Iconic um, yep. I've got here Live and Let Die is an honourable mention But I think the Guns and Roses cover is better
1: I've always gone to and fro with that. Mm. Yeah. Same. I like I like how the Guns N' Roses versions kind of beef you instrumentally, but I just fucking hate Axl Rose's voice. Right.
0: Okay. Um, and so you're in the camp of Wings. Only the band of Beatles could have been. <laughs> 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 um, and a couple of just-quite likes. Um, you know my name, Chris Cornell. I mean, like... Chris Cornell, like, could sing the phone book, and I'd I'd yeah. enjoy it. Like, yeah, I have um, I have a few of is, these. It's
1: boring dad rock,
0: but it's Chris Cornell.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have a few of these where kind of I think actually quite a good song, but not a Bond theme. Like I very mm. much with my top five, I went with what is the best Bond theme, as in the best one as a Bond theme as well as just the right. song. Um, okay, and I feel like that was what let that one down. Like, yeah, it's mm. brilliant Chris Cornell vocal performance as always. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, but not particularly but, but, memorable but, as a song.
0: But just could be an audio slave B side.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um and I just and again, just like Adele's voice voice, you know, Skyforce, quite good. Yeah. Yeah. And just a Spurs fan, so big up. Um, <laughs> any 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 other honourable mentions I ever mentioned um, there, chaps?
1: Yeah, one one that I I think actually is again it's it's a shame that we've had quite a few down Sort of ballady ones in a row, mm. um, but Billie Eilish's one for no time to die um, is actually really good. I, mm, I'm
0: a, I'm a, I'm a Billie Eilish fan. I really yeah. liked that record, but I thought that was dull as dishwater. I really, so I quite like
1: the fact. I quite like the fact that we're getting uh, a kind of a more classic vocal performance from her, just to kind of show that she can do that essentially like mm. it's an opportunity for her to show another side to to what she can do mm. um but it's yeah it, that's the one thing I say let it sit down is it is the third ballad as a bond theme in a row, and it is the most uh sparse of all of them mm-hmm. um
0: uh, uh, Alex have you got any that you uh sort of had just outside the top five um <sighs> license
2: to kill. Okay. I i it didn't make my top five even though it's one of like the iconic ones probably. Mm, mm. Um, that's Aha, yeah. isn't it? No. Um, no, that is Gladys Knight. Oh uh, right, okay. Yeah.
1: I wasn't a fan of that. Bit mm. too cheesy really? for me, yeah. Oh, but that's that's that era of Bond though, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean I have got I've got don't worry, I've got some Gorgonzola in my top five. Oh but different <laughs> kind, different kind of cheese. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: I think if this were a top six, um, I'd pop in Tom Jones' Thunderball. I think it's a yeah. <laughs> cracker, yeah. Uh, Chris, it's got the classic Tom Jones... Senate?
1: It's got the classic Tom Jones kind of uh, crescendo towards the end with the vocal, well,
0: hasn't like, it? But... Well, like, we, um, sort of, ever since we've been well y- young, we've known Tom Jones as an aba- embarrassing grandad
1: singing fucking Sex Bomb. And yes. I like his later like his most recent kind of output where he's become a bit more he's done like kind of covers of old blues and Leonard Cohen and stuff. But Um, like But yeah, the kind of about twenty years ago era (laughs) the the noughties.
0: But when you go back and um and listen to old Tom Jones, you forget like what an amazingly talented singer he was. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what about you Chris any, any, any
1: more you'd like to shout out here before we go into the big five no not that we've not already mentioned really I don't think Okay. I, I, like, generally I'd say the kind of 80s era is my low point of Bond mm. themes because they seem to just give up on them being Bond themes and just just went with songs generally that mentioned well, the name like,
0: that's, that's, that's ironic because my number five is A View to Kill
1: by Gerard okay. Gerard <laughs> that's my number, See, this that's is, my
0: number uh,
1: hang on okay. hang on so I think it's a good song I think it's a good song, but it's not a bon theme.
0: <laughs> I do agree. I, yeah, you're right. But I, I love Duran Duran, and it's a really fun song. Yes. Um, <laughs> what's, um, what's, your, what's your number five,
1: Chris? Uh, I've actually gone with Skyfall as number five. Oh, nice, nice. Um, okay. Even though Adele seems to have convinced herself the song is called Skyfo. <laughs> um, it's the <laughs> a <retumbo>. uh, <laughs> very odd uh, but, <laughs> but it's a good song uh, yeah I feel like it's do got readings. I feel like it was the first one in quite a while that's got that classic Bond theme feel to it mm, uh, which mm. kind of matched how great the film was as well oh, um, what a cracking film yeah, yeah. Um, Alex
0: your
2: number five Uh Thunderball I Oh would nice. It, but nice There's a baby next door
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> It's so so quiet Oh wait that's last episode um, <laughs> Number four um, I've gone for Twine uh, The World Is Not Enough By Garbage okay.
1: um,
0: Yeah I'm a big garbage fan um, <laughs> I think Shirley Manson's one of the most underrated rock stars out there Purely because, brilliant voice, and does not give a single fuck what anybody else thinks. <laughs>
1: brilliant. Uh, snap, it's, it's my number four as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, moved, I agree with, it, I agree with what you said there. I've never been much of a like active Garbage fan, but um, I saw them live probably about five years ago or so now, and yeah, loved it. Uh, completely, yeah. completely.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's moody, it's so nineties, it's trip hoppy <laughs> I love it. <laughs> what about you, Alex? Not your number four. Oh, I
2: I did also love the world is not enough. However, uh probably because of the four year lag <laughs> I quite liked the Madonna die another day.
1: Oh no <laughs> <laughs> You know that's generally considered in most people's lists as the bottom. Yeah, I it's know it's fucking and you terrible. Know, but, no. Yeah, it's you know so what? Bad. I did
2: have it I had it in my memory As That was a piece of shit But On listening to it I really enjoyed it I think wow. I have a weird on, I no. think I
1: have a weird memory Of you singing it actually
2: I'm sure i sure Because well, well, you
1: would have been Like Pretty young then Wouldn't you Yeah the other Well, other day What like 10 maybe Something like that 10-ish 9-ish Yeah I've got I this I've it. got this memory Of you just like Mm, no, like doing that yeah. around the house, I'm sure I remember that. Well, like yeah, figures,
0: lady, literally like Vic Reece club singing.
1: Yeah, like yes. I used to do this kind of weird, weird it's Vic thing. <laughs> what can I
2: say? It's my it's my inner voice just wanting to come. It's just, uh... I'm sorry,
1: I shouldn't I shouldn't plug it. I shouldn't club, put, uh... shouldn't, shouldn't put a bung club in singing
2: that. club singing Madonna.
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I liked it. No. <laughs> Die another day.
0: <laughs> it's abysmal. <laughs> I love that. I love
1: that response. I liked it. No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on now. Like this was such an embarrassing period of Madonna's music. The song music. Uh, <laughs> just. uh hate <fainted. laughs> it. <I'm, laughs> I really, I really like Madonna. So yeah, die another day. Just being utter. How do you do, fellow kids, bin juice?
1: So, look, you've upset your daughter now, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) She can hear you lot. She's a fan. All
0: right, let's move on. Um, (laughs) Right, so it it already got mentioned earlier. Um, My number three. Even though it sounds like she recorded her vocals underwater... Um, my number three is Cheryl Crow's "Tomorrow Never Dies." Um, yeah, um, again, really like Cheryl Crow's voice. I think she's got some great songs, and um, this is one of them. I just yeah, really like it. It's a Bond theme. Um, Pierce Brosnan did really well for his Bond themes until the last one, Alex. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, just really.
2: She just, taught him how to fence. You be grateful.
0: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, just really enjoyed. Tomorrow
1: never. Uh, Tomorrow never dies. That, that's pretty much all I got for it. Uh, Chris, your number three. Uh, my number three is also already being mentioned, uh, and and is the theme to that incredible scene. Uh, it is nobody does it better? Yeah, wonderful. Uh, I I genuinely don't know. How much that scene has to do with me loving that song so much. Because it <laughs> may well may well have just become intertwined now. Um, but ru- I, li- I like Carly Simon. I like Carly Simon generally uh, as an artist. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, like a voice. Uh, so, yeah, I just quite like it as a song. Mm. Okay. And I think it's got that classic Bond feel to it.
0: Mm.
1: Um,
2: Alex, your number three? My number three is Live and Let Die.
0: Ah. By, by Wings Only the band the Beatles um, could have been <laughs> Yes
2: uh, I just, I'd probably I like say However,
0: the best of Wings <laughs>
2: <laughs> Band on the run man <laughs> uh, but, uh, The one downside that I completely forgot Is that weird little jaunty bit mm, In the middle I said exactly but, the same but I, I, the d- I went over it in bit. my mind yeah. yeah I went over it in my mind And it's actually quite a good depiction of that era of Bond, isn't it?
1: That's, that song was it's a like, bit overwacky, ooh, wasn't it?
2: Spyy, spyy, all action, action, all bit of cheeky misogyny, and back to <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, can I just jump in there and say that it's my it's my number two? Um, uh, okay, uh, pretty much exactly the same thoughts. I, it, mm. it possibly would have even been a contender for number one if that weird, weird funk. Bad white man funk
0: rock bit in the middle wasn't there. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's the marimbas that come back to haunt me, or is it a xylophone? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but um, my number two is um, the, light, the the last of the '90s Bond themes. It's uh, Tina Turner with Golden Eye.
1: Wow. Okay. Really? Yeah. Golden um, Eye.
0: It's her way out the end is uh esque um in in the best possible way. Those those synths sound dodgy as fuck in a twenty twenty night, Yeah. Just just <laughs> hor- horror. Someone got sound, a Casio
1: though. keyboard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much. But um like like the N64 game. That's what gives it its its charm, the fact that it looks so horrible now. (laughs) Just the musical equivalent of polygons across the screen that you have such fun memories of. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, just really love GoldenEye as a film. Really love the N64 game. Really love Tina Turner belting it out. What what more can I say?
1: fair. It's good justification. Yeah, um, absolutely. A- Alex, you're number two?
2: Uh View to a Kill and hey. enough, Oh yeah, you I already re- mentioned I re- that. Yeah, yeah, sorry, you I already gave it away thinking, earlier. <laughs> my bad. I'm 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 taking the format and I'm just sitting on it yeah. <laughs> unintentionally or otherwise. Um mm-hmm. but, but View to a Kill, I remember thinking when I was listening back to it, pretty sure they sample these instruments in the N sixty four game soundtrack. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> Uh,
2: if you listen to it
0: again you'll probably know what I mean I'm... but that <laughs> but, uh, that that, cho- that chorus hasn't left my head dance Yay. into the fire <laughs> <laughs> um, hungry like a wolf fat bond
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, right um, yeah uh, so I was going first so my number one well, it's got to be Gold finger
1: Yes <laughs> Oh I was so worried I was gonna be the outlying weirdo <laughs> Choosing that as number one. But no, it's, it's just so the iconic good. Bond theme, isn't it? <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna think of an iconic Bond theme, that's it. Like mm, mm. Yeah, and um
0: and do you wanna qu- quickly do your um your your number one yeah. Bond song?
2: Yeah, it is also Goldeneye. <laughs>
0: Oh gold, gold, gold no. oh gold gold finger, the other right.
2: gold one <laughs> God, bloody hell. there's so many kills and dies and gold and fingers and,
1: <laughs> Jesus,
2: gold finger
0: that's the one <laughs> cool, yeah, so um unfortunately, Alex had to leave, um so uh, his uh, young daughter is uh, uh feeling a bit poorly tonight, but um thanks for joining us, Alex. Um, hope you get, uh, come, uh, come back on again in the future. Um, thanks for suggesting the White Stripes. And um, yeah, we'll, um, we'll speak to you again soon, mate.
2: Bye. <laughs> I was on mute. Sorry. Thank you. It's, oh, been, you it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully uh, we'll all be together in a small, smelly room making loud noises. Within really? um, yeah. the next 12 months Yes I've please A full yes, set please. of
2: symbols ready to go They're just gathering dust <laughs> It's very sad <laughs>
0: Alright So yes Chris Goldfinger um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as, as you heard there as well um, Alex also picked it as his number one um, Yes Like I said like, like you said before The iconic Bond theme And um, uh also notable for the wonderful Partridge moment that we were just uh, talking about there in our little break
1: yes walking
0: alongside whatever a road it is swinging his bag uh, bag from <laughs> i believe it's probably like do it all in those days
1: something yeah yeah it's one of those it's one of those beautiful Alan Partridge moments to me of just one of those rare moments in Alan Partridge where actually you just kind of adore him. Mm, mm. There's, no, there's no awkwardness, there's no like, oh, why are you being a prick? It's yeah. just, oh, you lovely little man. <laughs> Gold <laughs> finger! <laughs> <laughs> it's the skip. It's the fact that he's singing that song with all of his heart along the motorway, skipping along. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Cool. Uh, well that, yeah, I think I think you know Shirley Bassey is is the one, the, the Queen the Bond of Bond. Themes, the classic Bond themes. Yeah, um, and everything about that one, it's just immediately recognisable. I mean, we Great should we
0: should we should mention here, uh, diamonds are forever. Later, um, yeah. sampled by Kanye West. For Diamond yeah. 20, i, mean, yeah. I didn
1: I nearly, I nearly mentioned that in my mentions, but i didn 't want to in case one of you had possibly chosen it because I did think mm. for the same reason as goldfinger it had potential for someone to choose that mm-hmm. um, yeah for, for all the same reasons
0: cool, which brings us to our <coughs> final sections, the shout out sections um, once again, just want to thank you guys for continuing to support the podcast mm-hmm. um, we 've had a great response to um, our Björk episodes and uh, some people saying some really nice stuff about us on social media, which is lovely. Um, do continue to listen. We hope you've enjoyed this episode a lot and uh, we've got some really exciting plans in the future. Uh, so, um, yeah, subscribe to the podcast if this is your first time. Um, rate us, uh, give us. Drop us a review on your favourite podcast provider. Five stars, of course. And uh, tell your friends. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. I've, I would say I've really enjoyed as well. The couple, there's been a couple of people that have got back to us with their kind of they've shared their yeah, rankings yeah, for yeah. Us, the ones we've done. Uh, so it's actually been really good fun to see what other people have, have thought and which compared was, to what we said and things.
0: Which was a big, ad- big idea about um, uh, f- uh, doing this in the first place that people exactly. would uh, interact with us because you know we're a couple of lonely lost souls who uh, just need that back, <laughs> need that validation. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: in a fishbowl, <laughs> year after year. Um, but sorry,
1: I got Pink Floyd lyrics wrong.
0: It's all right. Um, yes, and uh, I mean, talking of which, do hit us up if you want to be on the podcast. Um, mm. We're um, we've got a few guests lined up, but do please get in touch if you've got a band you want us to cover in mind. That'd be even better. And. Um, uh, not mean to just sound too tokenistic about it, but we'd definitely love to hear from you if you're not a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we we're, I mean, we're all about representation on this podcast. Um, so do please get in touch if, um, yeah. Um, you're not necessarily feel, fulfill all the cat- categories of white straight man like, uh, Chris, Chris and I do. And, um, <laughs>
1: So so painfully do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bl- yeah, uh, we- we'd, um, we'd love to have you on. Uh, so that brings us to our shout-out section. Um, not sure what Chris is going to do with the brief bit Alex recorded, but uh, he wanted to um, hail the return of... Um, I mean, I would say Brighton's finest, but uh, <laughs> there's about <laughs> 10,000 brilliant bands from Brighton. <clears throat> yeah. But certainly... One of the most influential uh, acts to us as a band, uh, Devil Mm. Sold His Soul. Uh, Their return after... um, What was their last record? Was it Empire of Light?
1: Yeah, which would have been 2012, 2012, maybe.
0: Fucking hell. So far too long, nearly a decade, without Devil Sold His Soul. Um, Yeah, but still a great band. Chris and I caught them uh, last year, supporting Employed to Serve at the Hybrid Garage, Mm. and they've still got it and
1: yeah and i would say actually just as a like a little just because it does mean a lot to, to me when i'm sort of a fan of bands and things as well um we did approach them as part of our promotions thing just as a kind of inquiry when just reaching out to different bands and seeing like if they might be up for doing something um and and they did get back to us and were, were lovely i've mm. got to say like had a really like, very short but lovely conversation mm. um with a couple of the guys and, and yeah so that always adds to my uh, fandom. If a band I'm already hmm. a fan of, if I then find out they are genuinely lovely people as well, excellent. And um, what's that new Devil Sold single called, Chris? Shit. I <laughs> know uh, uh, the album is Lost. I know that the album coming out is Lost, and you can pre-order that. Okay. Um, oh, I cannot remember what the single is called, but it's a that's banner.
0: okay. That's okay. Um, Chris, wh- uh, wh- what's your shout <clears throat> out for this for this episode?
1: Uh, I, I've been really... I'm annoyed Alex had to go, actually, because this is one... It's called, Be- it's called really... Beyond Reach. Ah, there we go. Thank yeah. you. I was thinking beyond something. Mm. Um, yes, yeah, so, uh, this is a shout-out I've been itching to do. Uh, so I'd say a few times a year, I come across uh, a band or an album or something that haven't been on my radar before, or, I don't know, just something that I discover as it comes out, and I get really excited about it and I want to tell everyone about it, and this mm. is one of them. Um so this actually came from, so I said uh, back in the first episode of the shout outs, I was going to try and, and shout out uh, a kind of a small UK band that I've come across through searching for, for bands for the promo thing again. Excellent. Um, and that's how I originally discovered this lot. But they are, uh, I think, probably already with the reception this album's been getting out of our reach for, uh, <laughs> not beyond reach, for, uh, <laughs> for, for getting uh, to a gig. Maybe not, see. But um, so the band is Lice. Okay. Uh, from Bristol yeah, very much part of the kind of uh, Bristol avant-garde mm-hmm. scene that's kind of around at the moment you can tell there's kind of an idols influence going yeah. on and things like that but there's, there is so much more to this album so it only came out on uh, the 8th of January um, it's called Wasteland um, I think it's Wasteland uh, or What Ails Our People is Clear mm-hmm. I think is the full title um, it's just incredible it's a, it's a concept album it has an accompanying kind of short story it's kind of uh set in a uh, like a dystopian kind of future but it's very much um sat- satirical of the current UK guitar music scene mm. and kind of directions that mm. certain people are taking and kind of quite cynical about some of it um but uh, and, and all sorts of other things as well but in terms of like musically, uh, I mean, I've said for the immediate people that come to mind, and I've read a few reviews of it and things since. Since I decided I was going to give it a shout out, and it's good to see it's getting it's getting ten out of tens and five star reviews all over the place. Mm. They've got a feature in Financial Times. Oh, like, wow. It's, it's <laughs> mad. Um, but uh, I've have thought for fans of Black Midi, uh, Idols, but also people like uh, Shellac mm. and Fucked Up, even okay. to an extent. More modern Fucked Up, definitely. Things like that. Um there's there's sort of jazz influence, there's post punk, there's goth, there's noise, there's punk, indie, bit of electronica, industrial, prog, so, there's even a Tom Morello-y riff in there, like there's everything.
0: Mm. So I don't know if you were with me at the time, but um I caught Lice um a couple of years oh, wow. ago oh. at Arctangent Festival.
1: Ah, they cool. were
0: they were playing the PX three stage. I I think you and Alex might have been um elsewhere at the time, but um mm. I liked them because of how much they reminded me
1: of the Blood Brothers. Yeah, so something that's been said, and I, I do agree with, in a, in a lot of the reviews and stuff, is it's quite a departure from what they've become known for. Right. So I think it's more, it's more avant-garde, more kind of experimental than, mm. than what they were doing. Because obviously mm. they came, they came onto my radar initially doing doing the kind of stuff you've described. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just I I'm not, I won't go too much. But there's loads to say about it. But I would just encourage anyone who's into interesting guitar music to to explore it and have a, have a delve in and see It's not going to be for everyone. It's that kind mm. of album, I think, but, but there's, uh, there's a lot to sort of unpack. It's one of those that's excited me because I feel like I'm going to keep going back to it and finding more in there.
0: Super. Wonderful. Great recommendation. Cheers, Chris. Um, so my, um, my shout out is a bit of a belated one. Um, I've already on this podcast before talked about my love of the podcast Riot Act. Um one of my main inspirations uh personally for starting this podcast um being that it's also two idiots talking about music um <laughs> for far too long. Um but um they actually released on their Patreon today um one of their um rioters reviews where they take their Patreon subscriber submissions of albums that they, they should cover and the episode I released today was on White Stripes Elephant oh
1: amazing <laughs> so, so, so got to listen
0: to uh, another analysis earlier today so check that out um, oh they beat it, us to it yeah <laughs> just about just about uh, you can check that out for the, for, for Riot Act's £1 tier uh, which covers their uh, Riot's reviews but um, yes this is rather belated because um, on Christmas Eve um, the Riot Act podcast Renfrey Deadman organize an amazing christmas single called wreck the halls um it's still available yes. to buy and um fr- from Bandcamp. and um this was all arranged by tom peters from alpha male tea party one of the greatest math rock bands <laughs> out there
1: who we should say have a brilliant new album out as well yes
0: yes absolutely on big scary monsters records yeah. absolutely check them out But uh, listen to this cast list um, if you're into uh, sort of British British underground music. If you haven't checked this out already, what have you been doing? Um, So (laughs) so we've got uh, on there members of Delta Sleep, The Physics House Band, In Technicolor, Mikey Goodman from Sixth, um, Sugar Horse, Her Name is Colour, False Advertising, El Mono, Conge and Better Than Mending. um, a fun, an absolutely phenomenal list of uh, the best and brightest of the UK underground scene And um, yes, it's a medley of Christmas hymns. So maybe not the most appropriate to buy in January But you should anyway A for Buy it,
1: save it and get excited for a whole year Absolutely, for next year.
0: A for next Christmas Because it's absolutely cracking And you're going to want to annoy your family with it next <laughs> Christmas um, I can guarantee you of that. Like put it in the mix with uh, the darkness. Don't let the bells end. And uh, Ruben's Christmas is awesome uh, for maximum family annoyance when they just want to listen to Moriah Carey and Wizard. And um, <laughs> you can you can you, you can you can give um, so. Uh, the minimum donation is a pound, um, but it goes towards the music venues and festivals that didn't ben- benefit from the government bailout mm-hmm. early this year. So that includes the likes of 2000 uh, Trees and Art Tangent uh, festivals that Chris and I are extremely fond of. And, um, you know, venues up and down the country that support our um, our live music scene. So, yes, that can be found at, well, the link will be in the description. It's the Riot Out Podcast Bandcamp and the song's called Wreck the Halls, a uh, riffing mel- medley of um, all your favourite Crimbo hymns. So, yeah, um, there you go. Uh, that's my shout-out uh, for this week, um, music-wise. But, um, yes, all the usual shout-outs. Um, Chris Alex and I um, are in a band called My Eyes Rolled and Bent. Um yeah, as I covered before, I do vocals, Chris does guitar, and Alex is our drummer, the best musician in our band. <laughs>
1: um
0: who's not around to so have his ego stroked but we'll do it anyway. And um, <laughs> um we can be found on socials um So we're on the handle at M-E-A-O-A-B on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. And we mentioned earlier in our promotions where Chris was talking about life that we have a promotions thing, uh, Grimheart Promotions. We are also on Facebook and Instagram uh, at Grimheart Promo. Um, Alex is not on Twitter, so we don't have to plug his. No. Um, But um, Chris, and I I can be found at O-L-L-I-E. X-C-O-R-E, and Chris, you're on...
1: C-M-Grumps.
0: (laughs) C-M-Grumps, C-M-Grumps. And, um, yeah, hit us up uh, for your opinions about the White Stripes, about Björk, about Ruben, about Dillinger, about our top fives, and everything in between. We've loved, as we said before, we've loved hearing your feedback, so uh, nourish us some more. Um, (laughs) And maybe even some opinions about... Our next band that we're gonna cover. Now, mm. Chris and I have been friends for 18 years at this point. Yeah. About that. But it but uh next podcast around could be the end of that friendship. <laughs> as we delve into the career and albums, rank the records of uh again, could say St Albans finest, but Gallog's is. Um,
1: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> it's it's Ente Shikari um, We're doing Edit Shikari next The uh, post hardcore Ravers um, Enter Shikari um, So yes um, Hit us up with, with some uh, preliminary Thoughts about Ed Shikari that will be with you In a couple of weeks time And um, Yeah that's about us for the week uh, you, enjoy, you, you enjoyed yourself Chris but on the White Stripes
1: yeah, as as always when we've been doing these, it's just been lovely, especially with the White Stripes, like I was saying earlier about how how early on into my kind of active music taste uh, they were. Mm. It's been lovely to go back, and uh, any excuse to, to go and listen to, to those albums is always welcome.
0: Wonderful. And yeah, like, as we put, kind of alluded to with Elephant, we've kind of rediscovered a classic, not that we yeah. had to rediscover it because I always, always knew Elephant was good. It's just like actually putting it in context of the rest of the records, realising just how good it is. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, chaps, well thank you very much for joining us. Uh yeah, we'll see you next time for Shikari. Uh stay safe. Um keep well everyone. Uh during um yeah lockdown fifty four whatever it is. It's a a <laughs> f- fucking awful depressing time. And um we just hope you're you're all doing okay. Um yeah. Love you. Love to you all. Uh, take care. Have a good one. See you later. Bye bye.
1: tati Bye.